Jennison, founder of Leaders by Nature and author of the book Leading Through Uncertainty. And this is series four of the Leading Through Uncertainty podcast. And in this series, it's coming live at the time of the coronavirus global pandemic and the UK is currently on lockdown. So in the coming weeks, I will be sharing my insights into the uncertainty that we're facing the experiences that my clients and colleagues are talking about, and I'll also be interviewing leaders in business on the various experiences that they've got. And my goodness, are we all having our own version of the same experience with different outcomes and different responses to it? So stay tuned and you'll find out more in the coming weeks. Hello and welcome to the Leading Through Uncertainty podcast and we're right in the middle of the global pandemic of the coronavirus and this week I'm talking to Solenda Pendress from Love Writing Company who uh, runs a business providing resources for children learning to read and write and she has had to pivot her business rapidly in order to survive through the the current pandemic and the lockdown. So um, I'm really inspired to uh, to bring her interview to you today because I think she's got some great messages for both for both small businesses who are wanting to explore how they stay alive, but also for people in organisations who may have been furloughed, who may be considering how they re-engage, how they re- reignite their passion for their business. Have a listen to this. So, Linda, thanks for joining me today. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, hi Jude. Thanks for having me here today. I'm Salenda. I'm co-founder of the Love Writing Company. Uh, we set up a new company last year with a mission to make a difference to a child's writing journey and learning journey. So we're pretty new um, to uh, the entrepreneur industry and sector. Uh, and our key aim is to help families, uh, parents and children learn to love writing. And what, what inspired you to set up your business? Well, first of all, for me, it's like my children, when they were younger, they really struggled with writing. And um, I was a single parent, so I didn't necessarily have uh sort of like you know excess funds to go out there to have private tutoring or buy really expensive like you know like products that could like you know um make a difference so that 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 has always been with me and then also my business partner mark he's got two young children and he's dyslexic so he's always struggled with writing we kind of met each other and we just thought you know what there's got to be something out there that can help kids there's got to be something that can make a difference there's got to be something why is it just why is it just expected that children have to learn to write with products that simply don't fit their hands so um i already had experience uh working in another company again in the stationary market and uh, I'd already sort of like had the ideas, the thoughts of what I wanted to do, uh, kind of set about having a little bit of a trial in that company. But unfortunately, due to working with um, a sort of like, you know, couldn't, wasn't able to work with certain people, I walked away from that business uh, last February 
And then me and Mark decided, uh, March 2019, we were actually going to make our dreams a reality. And we just took the crazy roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship and set about um, our company called the Love Writing Company, all um, focused on producing uh, products and services and resources that help children learn to write. So how has how has thing how have things changed for you in the in the last three weeks since we've been so we're at the time of recording this is, we're going right through the the lockdown we're right in the middle of the global pandemic of the coronavirus so can you tell us what impact that's had if any? Oh, it's been a major impact and the um, literally the first couple of days when we were announced into lockdown you know you go into meltdown mode um I had I was like what what's going on um how you know I was obviously concerned for my family's safety and all my friends safety and then suddenly sets in oh god how are you how are you supposed to handle um you know handling a new business how are you supposed to handle uh sustain um you know make sure your business is still viable how are you supposed to um cope with the roller coaster of um people being furloughed people laying people off um i have um there's only a couple of us that work in the business but i have a lot of freelancers that work for me and they pretty much rely on me um, to you know have so they've got a wage coming in and I've had to have all those painful conversations straight away saying look I don't know how this is going to affect us I don't know how this is going to work um, we probably have about six people who all subcontract to me in some shape or, or form and they are still looking at me to help them <laughs> and I was like how am I supposed to help myself like during this? Yeah, it's really difficult that, isn't it? Because I think when, um, as a small business, and I've, I've had similar, as a small business, I've relied on freelance staff because yes. I haven't been able to commit to, you know, full-time paid. So I've yeah. had freelancers doing a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of the other. Yeah. And there is that feeling of responsibility that oh. when I had to pull all of it, and had those difficult conversations with people, it was really uncomfortable because I, I realised that people were relying on me for their income to feed their family. And the guilt that I had around that felt awful because it's, it's different from, you know, if you're furloughing staff, I think that's, that's hard yeah. enough. Yeah. But when you know that you're pulling your freelancers' work and you're their primary source of income, yeah. The guilt around that for me was just awful. I don't know if that was the same for you. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. I didn't sleep for days. I was like, me and Mark were speaking to each other and we was like, what do we do? Do we, do we you know, we're not going to down tools um, because we realised we were actually a product that at this moment in time with the schools going into uh, uh, lockdown and closure, we actually could help the parents. We could make a difference. We were quite respectful of the fact not many parents would have the income because it was very uncertain uh, for quite a while uh, what income they would like have um, so we I, I had to have that horrible conversation with people saying look you know if we don't adapt if we don't change I've got to let you all go I mm -hmm. and you are freelancers but I still have that sense of responsibility and uh, the the guilt I felt when two of them turned around and said we've lost a lot of our um, contracts already um, my husband's like self-employed. Um, we're going to have no income 
coming in and one of my freelancers had moved in with her family uh, to, to, to get some support and help um, too. So that immediately um, upset me because I was like, I've not only just got to think about my own family welfare, I've got all these other people relying on me. And I, this is something I think the government has failed to recognize. You know, we as like small businesses, we not only, um, you know, work to feed ourselves and our families, we're responsible for helping a lot of other independents freelancers um out there like too so yeah there's a lot of connections isn't there i mean yeah with my work you know my work's normally in a field with horses but my you know i've got caterers and i've got horse handlers and photographers and marketing people and you know obviously accountants still carry on but you know there's a lot of things that i've had to pull so so small businesses i think are so interconnected aren't they they don't just sit in isolation they're they're drawing on so many outsourced um suppliers yeah yeah and i think it's like this pandemic it actually makes you sit back and um i think i appreciate them more than ever because we've had more open and honest conversations uh they suddenly appreciate what i'm doing too because they've had uh, a couple of uh, the freelance girls who do all the graphics they've had literally all their work pulled because one of them she basically deals with hotels and pubs and uh, restaurants she does all the leaflets for them right. so she's literally had 80 percent of her income pulled mm. and we had like the conversation and she was so brilliant um they realized to keep me going and for me to support them uh, they would have to like step up uh, a little bit too. So we had the conversations where they've said like, you know, we're going to do this with our rate. You pay us this when you can, and then we'll sort the rest out after. So I've been very lucky to have some fantastic support, which has meant then I can still support them to a degree. And it speaks volumes to the relationship skills that you've, you've built as well with, with your suppliers, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, as small businesses, we recognize the importance that every single supplier that you have as a small business has such a massive knock-on effect on your end product or service yeah so those relationships are everything aren't they oh definitely and I think they I've got to, um, a, a, a book so we've, we've got a range of books uh, handwriting books and my supplier is here in the UK and um, he again he has been fantastic amazing saying like you know we'll do this we'll print these books you pay me here we'll sort he goes i'll support you you support me so i feel those relationships like i've got stronger but it's also having that respect that i need um i i i need to support them too i could Mm -hmm. take my business cheaper elsewhere but i'm not doing that i'm supporting the uk economy i'm supporting my current suppliers this is when you're going to see the people who really are there for you this is where you're going to see the people who actually want to help you Mm. uh, help you uh too so the uncertainty in the first couple of days was like real brain ache for me and i had to have all these horrible conversations about uh losing suppliers about not being able to pay them um we were due to have we were just on the uh, path to doing a lot a lot of uh, retail packaging retail we were due, due to do this huge retail show uh which was only weeks away so we'd spent lots of money getting all our packaging ready getting all the graphics ready getting everything ready spent a lot of money doing it pulled 
literally mm. overnight uh two weeks into lockdown they said that show is not going to happen mm. so we'd already had uh spent time and effort uh pitching to retailers and then overnight the retail industry shut so no retail apart from if they're apart from their online services there is no retail um yeah. taking on new products there is no retail uh shops open apart from your supermarkets so whereas we were like pivoting towards um because we're e-commerce focused business at the moment all our products are online on our website at the moment so is that something you've done as a result of the of the lockdown or were you doing that anyway we we were an e-commerce uh, business anyway uh with a focus of um going into trade uh distribution and retail so our focus as always was uh you know prove the concept prove that people like our products and the best way to reach somebody we're, we're, it's it's not like it was before where if you've had a new product you were forced to pitch to retailers you were forced to wait for them to put your product to market the e-commerce model and digital um you know the digital facilities that you have these days you could pretty much um you know be a success uh without retailers but what you do have with retailers is they've got the audience there they've got the football there they've got the power to buy uh your products in volume so that it's it, it's it's a great really it can be work it can be a fantastic relationship of having your own e-commerce and also the retailers um mm -hmm. on your site so we were gearing towards uh pitching towards retailers we'd had a conversation so we'd got all this like material ready went overnight and we were like so our focus for six months was going to be retail and trade now what so we've got a lovely luckily we've got a really strong um e-commerce uh a facility which so we just have had to pivot and go back to focusing more on the e-commerce uh, side of the business and also what i wanted to do was let parents know what we are here to support you so i started when the lockdown went, I had a few friends saying, what have you got that we can use? And kind of put an idea into my head and I thought, okay, let me just do some free resources. Let me some, do some free um, activity sheets. And it just went wild. Uh, the parents who were struggling financially were able to download the free activity sheets, use them with the children. So we now every week I'm committed to producing a load of free resources, which is like, which is like great. So it's time consuming for me, but the feedback I get is wonderful. And I'm there at this moment in time. I think if you are, if you, if you can step outside your comfort zone, if you can show yourself as a company who is there for people, you will come out of it much stronger. Mm -hmm. So even through all my thoughts and my periods of uncertainty not knowing um where the business was going literally within a week a week we changed the strategy so we went from e-commerce going into shops going into retail and schools as well um to going into focusing more on the e-commerce making sure we're able to deliver our products to our customers because that's another challenge as well with royal mail and all the delivery guys uh, reducing their delivery options. Uh, Amazon did the same. They stopped people sending in their products. Um, literally, everything was closing. All the doors were closing pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So we set about doing all these free resources, free products, which has been um, received with 
welcome arms from parents and children they love them and so these are these are like worksheets that kids can download and print off and then write and color in and do and do yeah yeah so, yeah so what we're doing is focusing our, our products are based on two age ranges three to five and six to nine so every week we're producing fun activity sheets um all about based around learning all about uh, making learning to write learning to read fun there's there's a scavenger hunt um again it's still a fun element but it's teaching children about reading what's on their cards so they down the parents download them they can color them they can write in them they can there's there's lots of learning elements but what the kids um what the what the kids are enjoying the fact that they're learning things yeah but they're just like a lot of fun so and it's um, making it easier and accessible for for parents isn't it because yeah. you know, what what i'm hearing a lot of is you know particularly from well well from all all you know all walks of life really of parents who are trying to work from home and particularly with preschool children really struggling to keep three to five year olds entertained and and to teach them when they're not qualified teachers trying to do all of that and be you know do whatever your full-time job is whether you're self-employed or whether you're in a in a salaried role is really challenging for people so you know i think resources like yours can be really helpful Oh, where, yes. where, can, where can they find them Solenda? because if people yeah, are listening and they're going wow i, I need something to child. <laughs> keep them occupied yeah they're on, a, on our website on www.lovewritingco.com uh, there's a free resources free activities tab um just press that and they all appear on there there's loads there's like mm-hmm. we've done some lovely thank you nhs thank you key worker support sheets everyone is loving them they're putting them in the window uh, i had a lady said um she her daughter did a what downloaded the uh, thank you key worker and she colored it all in wrote on it and left it outside the the door for the post lady and she sent me a picture the post lady had written her a lovely note saying this had made her day she was so pleased to receive a thank you Wonderful. so and it's also i did that with the element of getting children to appreciate people Mm-hmm. I don't think people before, I don't think children and maybe even adults didn't appreciate our binmen, didn't mm-hmm. appreciate our posties. Um, if it wasn't for the Royal Mail and DPD and home, I couldn't deliver my products. Mm-hmm. The economy would just close without the delivery drivers um, dropping the food off to the supermarkets. We wouldn't be able to have our food. And I think what we found is like the children now are beginning to appreciate what these people do in mm. those roles how yeah. we value them it isn't your pop stars it isn't your tv stars it isn't your footballers that are helping the community at this moment in time it is those key workers that are there for you it's interesting isn't it because if you think of like um you know if you think of it in in business and in life the people that are the kind of the big brands you know and I, and I won't name any of them but the big brands that we all know like high street banks and coffee companies and you know supermarket we we all know these big label names and we all know the names of you know sports people and pop stars and whatever but actually the bedrock of of the community has proven to be your nhs your supermarket your social care yeah your your welfare your bin men do, do you think and 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 what i'm hearing is that it's wonderful that we're now starting to appreciate and value what they do do you think uh, small businesses are underappreciated for what they bring to the economy 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know the exact figure of how many uh, millions of small, how many small businesses like there are, but I think uh, they're very undervalued. Like I just explained, um, when I stepped back and, um, you know, I'm a small business, I'm a new business, um, I've had to adapt I've had to adapt very quickly to the new way of working, the new following all the COVID guidelines. Um, and, you know, I've had to step back and think, oh my God, this many people rely on me. That means I'm helping those people. So I think, um, yes, the government, I feel, has undervalued small businesses like ours. Haven't quite put the right package out there for people like you and me. Um, and I feel uh, now is the time for small businesses to, um, you know, really, really step out their comfort zones and make those changes so that they can actually come out a bit like stronger. So I, I feel small businesses have been undervalued like quite a lot. Um, and a lot of those big, big businesses that you mentioned, they're the ones I've all had to close down. We are luckily enough, small enough to adapt and to change. Uh, we probably need just a, a little bit more support, if you like. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 it is definitely a challenge for small businesses, and we need to be valued a little bit more, I think. So what? Um, so what I'm hearing is you've you've produced all these resources for people to download for for free. Yeah. How do you? Um, how do you? How are you positioning your business for the future? Like, how do you make sure that you're one of the um, small businesses that is still going in six months in a year's time? Yeah, no, it's been, it's been uh, very interesting. Um, I set about doing these free resources, literally just for that, just to help. Um, that was my mindset. What I found was people were downloading them, using them, the children were loving them. And what we, what we steadily started to see is the parents are now, because uh, they've probably got a little bit more financial security, they've, they've, had, they've either been furloughed or they've got some income. Um, and also there's that necessity of actually homeschooling. <laughs> they, they know they've got to do something. So what we found is that um, the parents were starting to come back, starting to buy our products, which obviously has supported me, uh, supported me too as a business. And then what we found after speaking to many parents, um, they were, they, they wanted more, they wanted more product off me, more reserves, more resources. Um, I am not in a position to suddenly be able to put a load of money into a load of fresh resources. But what I can do is I can do, uh, I've pivoted and we're just about to launch a subscription service. So every month um, we've created with the help of a teacher and a graphic designer and uh, me putting my ideas uh, down on a piece of paper. So between the three of us, we've created these beautiful um, uh, 20 activity sheets, all which have about three or four activities per sheet. So in effect, you're going to get about 60 learning uh, resources. Uh, so they'll get them printed uh, with a pack of reward stickers. Uh, at, it posted to their door for the price of £6 every month. So they're going to have, uh, so I've pivoted in the sense that I've concentrated on e-commerce, but I've also listened to what the parents have wanted. So we are about to launch the subscription service, which has all come about 
due to the lockdown. It's all come about from feedback from parents. It's all come about from how can I adapt my business, do something which is relatively cost effective, still help parents, not charge, you know, it's, it's, it's literally like, you know, a small amount. Six well, pounds. six pounds is very affordable, isn't it? It's two cups, of coffee. So. It's two cups so. of coffee in the month, isn't it? it <laughs> Not if you go to Starbucks, it's about seven, it's about seven fifty in there, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends what size coffee yeah. you have. But, yeah, but, exactly. But you know, it's not it, you know, it's it's one or two cups of coffee in a month, isn't it? It's it's affordable for many. Yeah, well, we're hoping uh so they'll get the first month's free. So we're launching, we're about to go live with it in the next few weeks and um, it'll launch from the 1st first, uh, of June. Uh, so we're hoping that the parents, so far we've had amazing feedback on the books, uh, but it, 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 it takes a lot of time and effort to produce my handwriting books and, it takes, and it's quite costly too. So I try to come up with an idea that, um, this, that there, there's a lot of like uh, new activities. There's like a, something the children can look forward to. We've called it our Love Writing Co Academy. So the children are going to be enrolling in the Love Writing Academy. So it gives the children a bit of sense of like fun too. We've got lots and lots of fun characters that are going to be helping the children in the uh, learning. I, I feel really I had my moments of uncertainty, my moments of like, oh my God, uh, how, can I, how, how, how can I get my business through this? How, how am I going to survive? How am I going to, um, how can I change? Literally within days, the idea was born pretty much like yourself you just like think I can do this and change and adapt and what's born from it is a really exciting new concept um, in children's learning and I think the kids are going to absolutely love it and I think the parents will appreciate the fact that I've tried to do it at a very very cost effective mm. um, level as well. Yeah. Do you think it um, do you think it's all about all about your mindset when you're running a small business that you know, that ability to just go, okay, I'm going to have my, because your, you know, your experience in the last three weeks has, has been, sounds very similar to mine in that I had a couple of days where I had a complete meltdown and thought, that's yeah. it, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost so much money, so many bookings, five months worth of work. Yeah. Um, I could have to put my horses to sleep if I can't pay for them. That's not going to happen. So I've got to find a way. And I, and I basically looked and said, what are my skills that I can bring? What is it that clients need most now? And where's the interplay between those two so that I can create something that's of value that sustains my business for the future? And it sounds like you've done exactly the same thing. Do you think that's about, well, well, you tell me, what is it that's led you to this point? That Resilience, absolutely, absolute resilient, <laughs> resilience and absolutely refusing to give in. Absolutely like, you know, thinking COVID, you can just do one. And like, it's like having... Um, also as well support network like you and me we've both been part of the uh, NatWest entrepreneur and I think uh, pretty much the support the level of coaching the level of um, you know uh, support we were given there has made us quite resilient yeah. and I, I felt um, I felt that I was given the tools to adapt and change and I think the beauty of a small business is as well you can adapt and change and you've got no one to answer to mm-hmm you can pretty much do it quite quickly. I think the bigger companies have so many levels, so many tiers, don't they? Of, oh, we, need to, we, we should do this, we should do, we should do that. Well, we don't have that. Um, so for me, it was absolute, like, no way 
is this business going to fail? And I can turn it around. I can do this. And I had people relying on me to pay, uh, to, you know, to pay to feed their families. I had parents relying on me week in and week out messaging me saying, uh, we need, we need more stuff. Can you help our kids? We're struggling with homeschooling. So I felt like I had that sense of responsibility that I had to adapt. I had to change. I had to get through this uncertainty. And like, I'm a stubborn person anyway. So. <laughs> I, think, I think there's, there's an element of, you, you know, when you run your own business, you're, you're personally invested in it as well, because, yeah. you know, you're, you've set up a business similar to me that is something that you're passionate about that is adding massive value in the world is making a difference that it's very hard to let go on something that you know is, is adding massive value in the world. Um, you know, if I was running a company that was doing something that wasn't adding the same value, I think it would be easier to let go. So do you, do you think there's something there for people who, uh, who are not self-employed, who are employed, where it's really important for them to find that sense of passion and purpose in their work? Oh, absolutely. To, to keep I them think, engaged. Because I, I think know, so, yeah. There's a dogged determination about small business owners where which is like I there's no way I'm letting this go. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And but, it, it's like you just not you just not you're just not prepared to fail. No. You just not. And we've I've had failure, you've had failure, and we faced it and we've come out of it on the other end. So I think having been through that experience, um I I just think there is no bloody way that I'm prepared to fail. So, um, and we're not very passionate. And yet we do fail and recover on a daily basis as well. Daily basis. (laughs) It is like, it is. It's an interesting dichotomy, isn't it? In terms of on one level, in in the bigger picture, there's no way I'm going to fail. But in the smaller daily, I'm failing and recovering and failing and recovering. And I think. Learning, learning, It's, that, it's like taking, yeah, it's taking those learnings. Build resilience though as well. Oh, absolutely. I think the way you can look at it is, um, you know, you can take on board, uh, learn from that failure for a start and take on board, which will definitely make you stronger. Um, I, I don't see, I see failure as learning lessons, to be honest with mm. you. Mm. I learn every time I fail. I don't, take it to heart I might cry for about two days and then just think right subject I'm 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 back I'm doing it it's um, painful and you have to dust yourself off and get and get back on don't you oh god I feel like I've been dusting myself off for like years now <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like you know I sometimes have thought to myself somebody give me a break someone just give me a break and that is literally when, when all this happened and I said to my husband I said I can't believe this I said shut one business down walked away from it was um totally devastated uh with what happened set up again just about getting on our feet just about sort of you know like you know getting the done the proof of concept people were beginning to buy the product people are really liking it and then covid comes in and just shuts us down and i was like somebody give me a break and i thought no no one's going to give me a break i've got to do it uh, myself and People out there, even if they're employed in jobs and they've got roles, um, they just need to look. And I'm sure they're worried as well because there's people who are, um, you know, in roles 
uh, they they must have the element as well. They don't know if that company can survive. They don't know if they're going to have um, a job mm-hmm. like at the end of it. So they, they've got to have that sense of responsibility and the passion to make it work. I've got friends who are quite comfortable furloughed at 100%. They are bored. They, they're, they're just like, you know, just like winging it really. They're like, oh, you know, we're at home. We've got the kids and, uh, and they're still moaning. And I'm just like, stop moaning just well I think, I think well and I think that's it isn't it is that it's a challenging experience for everyone and everybody's experience is different um what I'm hearing from you is the challenge of a small business is you have to pivot quickly you have to you either have to shut down and go okay I give in because I can't yeah. win, or you have to very quickly go this isn't going to fail what do I need to do to get it back on the road and get you know and and you know, fair play to you that you you're doing it. You're doing it, and you're a, a great example of of an entrepreneur that's not going down without a fight. So <laughs> I just I refuse to give you, as you know me and other people who know me. I will just fight for what I believe in. I will, if, and I just perhaps sometimes just need to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. I set this business about to make a difference to people, to make a difference to ch- children, to, to, to make that change happen. Mm. Um, and I have to remind myself, uh, remind myself that. And I've got many friends, like I said, who are at home, um, not quite understanding. They've never had to work from home before. They've never been, had the opportunity where they've never been furloughed before. They just don't know how to cope. Their mindset is completely, you spoke about mindset earlier. I think as an entrepreneur, our mindsets are geared in a different way. Well, and they're tested repeatedly, aren't they? I mean, if I compare the pressure that I was under in my corporate career and, you know, and I did some pretty senior roles, it was nothing compared to the pressure that I'm under running my own business. So I think... Would you be where you are now or would you rather have been in this moment in time? In this crisis, do you ever look back and think, "Oh God, if I was in in that still in that role, I wouldn't have the pressure that I'm under, or I wouldn't feel the way I'm feeling, I wouldn't be as uncertain." How, do I you ever? All all of that is true. In that, I would have a good salary and you know financial stability, much mm-hmm. more finite because you can never be fully stable, but much more financial stability. But actually. I wouldn't I wouldn't turn back the clock because you know I left I left because I was I was wanting to make a bigger difference in the world and and I'm doing that now with the horses and and with the online work that I'm now doing so no absolutely yes the salary would be wonderful (laughs) but actually you know all the other things make up for it and I think you know when you run a small business you grow as a person because you because you have to because you have to come continually question you know who am I as a leader what am I doing is it adding value you know am I making a difference am I doing this in the right way is this what clients want is it what the market wants? I mean, there's so many so many questions you know it's, in, it's interesting in a in a large organization you talked about how um, it's harder to pivot because there's far more people in the decision making process but the amount of self-questioning that goes on when you run your own business. I don't know if you find the same of, you know, is this the right thing to do? Is it the, 
you know, we're living and breathing uncertainty on a daily basis. We're on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. I remember someone it's saying... It's another, another level, another scale. It is, it is another scale. I remember uh, someone saying, as an entrepreneur running your own business, uh, we are 1%, 99% of people out there are in employment, working. It take, we are that 1% where we just take risks daily. Mm. And unless you've been, unless you've run your own business, unless you're that, you have to have a steel gut to be an entrepreneur. The uncertainty that we face can be very daunting, can mm. be very difficult um, to deal with. We have to train our minds um, to be to absolutely like uh, be so strong. And um, me for myself, I did your course with the horses and it was probably one of the best experiences I ever had I had clarity from the minute the minute I walked away from uh the course that I did with uh Geo and Mr Blue those lovely creatures that you have uh what what you do um and the service that you provide it just helps a person so much especially someone at that high level uh who can be in a high level corporate job an entrepreneur like me that can sometimes feel a little bit lost mm. um that was i that i i i've done many many courses i've done many many sort of like you know help self-help things that was probably the one that i valued the most the one i will think about the most and the one that i would say uh, you have something there that not many other people can help with. Mm. So for me, I'm so pleased to hear that you are pivoting, you are adapting. You, I feel that your business will be even stronger because you will have two levels of um, you will have two levels to your business now. It won't just be the physical courses with the horses; it will actually be online. Um, too. Yeah. So I feel like you could develop the somebody could do your course uh, on on with your with your horses and then go on to have another level of online carrying on. Well, so, I'm talking to one of my clients about that at the moment. Doing the yeah. other way around, actually doing the digital stuff first and then yeah um, uh, finishing. So yeah, well, thank you, Solenda. Thank well, thank you for your wonderful words about the horses as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's amazing. It's always, it's always nice to hear, but. Thank you for sharing your experience and taking some time out with me today. I know you're absolutely flat out 100 miles an hour uh, keeping your business going. So I wish you every success with it and, um, and keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Jude, for having it. and speaking to me. It's really nice as well. I think what we forget to do is we need to express what we're thinking. We need to express what we're feeling. And having these conversations like really helps because you're not alone. We're not alone. We're all going through it. We're in it together. Um, and so I really appreciate you taking the time to have a conversation uh, with me today. And uh, we are always here to support each other. So, And you keep going as well with what you're doing. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Thanks, Selenda. Thank you, Jude. Celinda's passion for what she does is infectious and goes a long way to making sure she's definitely going to be successful in future with her business. Her messages around resilience, dogged determination and her perseverance are a reminder to everyone that things are always uncertain and that we need to have the mindset to be able to reframe how we see failure. Celinda's view on failure is that it's just an opportunity to learn 
And I think that's easier with a small business to do that than it is in a large organization. But I think the more larger organizations can do that, the more innovative and creative that all businesses can be. So that's it for this week. Come back soon and hear some further insights from other people that I interview. And in future, I'll also be sharing some of my insights as well. I was your host, Jude Jennison from Leaders by Nature, author of the book, Leading Through Uncertainty. And if you want to find out more, you can find me on www.judejennison.com. Music